Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, multidimensional healer and empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered high achievers like you to shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow impact-driven visionaries to energize you into living your bold. The only question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Them Bolden. Hello, Femboldeners, and welcome to another phenomenal episode. I am so excited to be sitting down with Jen Wendy. She's a recent and good friend of mine, and I can't wait to share with you who she is and what she's all about. But quickly, she's an ancestral healer and soul guide that supports releasing limited, limiting generational patterns and conditionings to help you deeply embody your unique truth and power. With over a decade of experience in the field of holistic well-being, Jen has a versatile toolkit, and she really does, of movement and mindset practices to help anchor in the beautiful energetic shifts that she helps facilitate. Welcome, Jen. I'm so glad to have you. How are you today? Who are you today? What's alive for you today? <laughs> um, I, I am in my playful self today. <laughs> I'm feeling um, silly and excited to be here. Uh, that's like part of it. And the other part, I, yeah, I'm going to say I'm, I'm my most silly me today. <laughs> I love silly you. I love all of you, but silly you <laughs> is one of my favorites. I got to meet silly you before, but... <laughs> Okay. So define for us, I think I may have touched upon it in the the podcast before, but it's so great to hear from an expert and somebody who's doing the work. What is ancestral healing? What does that mean? (laughs) So the family that you have, the bloodlines that have been there, um, have all been a part of shaping who you are today. You know, it's, it's quite, normal these days to hear about the inner child or even past life. Um, Another piece of that puzzle is the ancestors um, have very much experienced a multitude of traumas. And you may be familiar with your relationship with your mother, your father, your grandparents, um, maybe even like great grandparents. And you might have noticed how you tend to wish to do things a little differently, or you've learned from them certain ways of being, and you've adopted them for a while, but then maybe you've, you know, you're testing out if that really feels like the truth for you. And by releasing what isn't true for you, what isn't serving you, what is really, you know, kind of forcing these these limiting beliefs or these limiting patterns on on how you show up, how you feel like super self-expressed, how you feel that your soul needs to be expanding. Um, that's where we, you know, that that's where where the the ancestral healing comes in. So. I, I particularly work. So you, um, I'll I'll talk about how I work with ancestral healing. I work in the energetics. So those beliefs, the ways like, yes, you've probably 
understand sometimes, oh, you know, if ever said like, oh, I sound like my mother. Okay. So there's parts that you've gotten through the nurture aspect, but there's also parts that go back, you know, like 15, 16, multiple generations ago that are so unconscious and so intricate um, that are just vibrating through your energy. And and these imprints that I call them um, are ready to be released through you. We're in a time right now where it's such an incredible moment to pause, take stock of how you're feeling, of of you know where you want to be expressed, and then make like and then <laughs> and then release like re- release that stuff. Like the the whole world is 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 very much calling for for different like for social change for environmental change and and that is why um i feel that you know we're we're seeing an uprising louder and more bold than ever before that's so perfect as as you were speaking i, I was thinking like how how as somebody who has experienced your healing how can i explain what it's like and I got this vision of you doing your thing, which is so beautiful to, to watch um, as you, as you, so I, I, I can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as I see it, you see in your third eye, the ancestors, and they tell you the story of their trauma. And as you talk them through it and your voice, you're, you're, you're a conduit between them. And it's almost like a translator between the ancestor and the client. and as you're talking to the ancestor that that or ancestors, because uh, for some reason I'm getting a hit that sometimes two come up with the same story <laughs> or multiple, um, <clears throat> that uh, you're almost like a, a doing like a family therapy session, but of of from different um, uh, layer lay, layers not the right word but different different realities and you're sort of a conduit in between, much like a medium would be. Right. So it's very medium like, um, mm-hmm. but specific to to trauma, which is really, really interesting is did I how did that? Did I? Did yeah, I love that. I loved how you I loved how you just <laughs> just shared that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and what's yeah, because what's coming up is is a is a pain. It's a challenge um, that you're going through. And I, I find a lot of the times that they're the challenges that you you may know, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. You know, it's this thing. You're like, why is this coming up? Like, I, I don't quite understand. And so it's, it's almost as if it's this intimate um, revelation, this intimate moment that like, oh, that's the, like, that's the thing. That's the moment. That's it. And so it, it releases it, it. It lifts up the weed. It pulls the weed out. And so then, then you just, there's, you feel lighter, um, there's more clarity, there's a validation. And, and so then the subtle energetic shifts really help create um, more momentum towards feeling more embodied in who you are and, and more clear about, you know, what it is that, um, again, expressing, I keep saying expressing because it's something I'm working on. So <laughs> it's the perfect word. No. And, and, you know, from, from my side of things, when I experience your healing, it, it, it is instant and it's interesting to follow, you know, as, as you're, you're going 
as I don't want to say as you're going through it, um, <laughs> as this therapy session is taking place, you can feel the layers be shed just passively. There's nothing that you need to do. And I think the biggest thing you had hit the nail on the head is the validation. Cause you don't know why you're feeling the way you feel. It's like, whoa, am I, you know, if not to you for lack of a better word, am I crazy? Why do I keep revert? Like, I can't, I don't want to do this thing, but I keep doing it. But why, why does it just instantaneously do this? Um, uh, and I'd like to go back and explain a little bit of, of the science of that too, since we, we like to meld science and spirit together. Um, but it is, it's instant. And it's the, val- what I was saying was it's the validation. I feel like that's, that's um, so healing and being uh, for me, it's been being seen and of f- being seen in a, oh gosh, a pattern and emotion that I don't quite understand myself and having that be articulated to me while simultaneously. And, and as an intuitive, I can pick up that my ancestor is also being validated and being seen for the first time. So it's almost like this mirror taking place um, and, and a weaving of, of time, right. Into like simultaneous healing. And it's just, it's so profound and it's so beautiful. So I just wanted to articulate that because you put it so simply, but there's really such uh, and it, and it is as simple as that, but I don't want to mix the simplicity of how it works to the impact that it has. Yeah. Thank Yes, absolutely. It, it you know, I think some of the best things are simple yes. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, there's a lot of complexity and simplicity, which is very <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know, um, you can maybe explain more than I can, but from a scientific perspective, we've talked a lot about energies, um, but from a scientific perspective, inherited trauma is encoded in our DNA. It's yeah. not so much just things that we learned or we picked up from our mom. Where we're like, oh man, I told myself I'd never say that, but my, here I am saying exactly what my mom said. And I catch myself doing that all the time with Ezzy. Um, but you know, it's, it's actually encoded in our DNA. Can you speak more to that? Yeah. The study of epigenetics is really quite fascinating. Um, and so yes, it is encoded in our DNA. So just, you know, your DNA, like, oh, somebody might say, oh, you have your grandfather's nose or your mother's eyes or that type of stuff. So that's the, that's the hard and fast sort of DNA. But then there is, um, there's when you're depending on behaviors, the environment, the stress and everything that, um, you know, your ancestors have experienced, it can change the expression of some of the, of, of what happens in the DNA. And that is absolutely uh, changeable and reversible. And so that is in the scientific way where I'm energetically going is that expression, that vibration of that DNA that is being able to shift and change and release through you. Um, I mean, that's another reason why self-care is, is so important is because we're trying to, and, and therapy and, and all these things, because we're trying to metabolize um, our own experiences. And the more that we can metabolize what has happened through us and the stress that we have, and the more that we can be on our own personal growth path and, and, and work with this, the, you know, the more our, that expression can be 
you know, almost centered or at, at, or at, its, at its heart, um, at its fullest. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So then we're not passing down our, or not passing down as many traumas, right? I don't think it's possible not to pass down any traumas, which I'm as a mom is like yeah. my focal point. I'm like, no trauma. <laughs> I know. And my quest oh. to do no trauma. I think I've done trauma. <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking I was like, oh, I've tried to overcompensate so much that uh, I think I went the wrong way. But it, yeah, I mean, we can only do what we can do and and their experience is going to be more of, of, you know, just us as well. Although when they're little, you know, we are very much their world, but yeah, but there's been, you know, there's, there's so, there's quite a few studies of epigenetics and um, I'm not well-versed in all the technical terms and things like mm-hmm. that. But I, I keep, I keep looking at it cause I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like it, it's so beautiful when, you know, I work in the world of energy and it comes out and, you know, the biggest part of this work is, is getting out of the way of it. Yeah. You know, I have to get out of the way of it to let it trans transpire. And so it's so beautiful when the science of it, you know, just meshes and, and molds and, and, and allows this to, to shape and come into our, you know, that part of us that wants to understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember I have my bachelor's in biology. Um, and I remember taking my genetics class and us briefly talking about epigenetics. And I remember like something going on, like my whole body came alive. And I thought, what a beautiful system you can. I remember, I think that's the first time I realized you can change who you are. You know, I mean, I didn't have my spiritual awakening till much later, but I thought I have the power to change who I am. And that, that w- and we didn't, you know, go into, well, there's energetics or anything. It, I remember my professor who I love dearly. I still adore him. Um, talked about how it, more, more, a, a more very physical um, epigenetics, uh, discussion as, as far as if, you know, if the mom's pregnant and she's eating cheeseburgers throughout her pregnancy, and then her last few months, she has a change of heart and starts eating salad. That's that kid's still pre-programmed for heart disease or something like that. Right. That was his example, but I thought, how oh, cool I could, but I can, but those are changeable. Like they could go the other way, you know? Um, and, and for, for those who are looking for, uh, proof, right. As far as epigenetics and, and energetic work, changing your epigenetics, there are plenty of articles regarding tapping and changing, yes. changing your actually changing the DNA. Mm-hmm. So go forth and look at those things. And if that, and then, you know, then why can't, can't that be applied to other things? And I think that's, that's what explain. And it's really just, um, you know, from a scientific perspective, if you can imagine a switch on your genes. And I think that's why these types of healings really do feel instant. It's because the switch is turned off or turned on, whichever was going on in there. But, you know, it is, it is, it can be instantaneous. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out process. It can be done, a done deal. So 100%. I just want to to get into that a little bit more. I love it. I, I I think that's, you know, our work is very similar, just done a different way. It's like done in a different language. Um, And that's, you know, it's really the idea of limiting how many traumas are being passed down to the next generation. And you, you said it so, so eloquently so that we can move into this world that we're most of us are calling in is so important to me. And, and so this, 
this is the basis of, of my work too. So I get all excited about, about it. So I'll get off my, my soapbox, but no, I love it. I love it. One, um, uh, just on that sort of note, similarly, one thing that I read recently that I found fascinating was, um, when your your mother, so at five months old, the, the eggs, um, are already, or at five, sorry, five months in the, like in the womb, the eggs of the baby are already there. And so you were a part of your grandmother's body. So it's not just how your mother was pregnant, but like how your grandmother was pregnant, like all of this, like all of those experiences are vibrating through you. It's just wild. I know. I know. And it's, <laughs> and it just complicated things when I was pregnant. Cause I knew that. And I was like, I don't want my grandchildren to feel the stress <laughs> I'm feeling right now. <laughs> like literally the weight of the world. Right. <laughs> and Chris would, Chris would say, you're cool. Like, just go through it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm changing their DNA and I can't help it. <laughs> Oh goodness. Oh goodness. So I'm so curious, is this, is this something that you've been doing all along? What, or, or how, how did this sort of evolve into you becoming an, I'm just going to say ancestral therapist. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did not. I did not set out to become an ancestral therapist because I didn't know it existed or what it was or had any inkling from that. Um, this has been a process, although I will say, um, you know, doing it and looking back at my life, realizing that perhaps I was, you know, I was always meant to do this or, at least, you know, use healing. Um, when I was a when I was a kid, I, I remember having a few dreams, um, that I would see happen in reality. And one of those dreams, um, was I was in my neighborhood, I was on the street and I saw an ambulance and they were trying to, uh, they were trying to revive someone. They were trying to revive someone. Didn't know. I couldn't see, didn't hear a name. Um, but it felt like two weeks later, I walked down the street and I saw that in reality. And it was one of our neighbors and it was a child, um, a little boy and he died. And I remember thinking, well, I mean, I remember like, I'm obviously older, think rethinking back, but I remember like having that moment of like, oh my God, I, I did this. Did I do this? And that was the time that I was just like, I sucked up any type of, like, I tried very challenging to not have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I really avoided, um, these gifts. And when you, you'd mentioned earlier, like, am I crazy? I'm like, I, that made me feel crazy for a while. Not just that, but like, I, I feel the way that I was trying to be expressed or I, you know, just the, I wouldn't let myself feel intuitively. I wouldn't let myself go there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I, um, I was in my late twenties. I, I was 27 and I left, um, I left Canada to, to go travel and I ended up traveling for like three years. So years, um, quite extensively in different places. And it was, um, I think this was my, my second year in. So I, I, um, I was feeling a lot of anger and I didn't know why 
I was like, why am I so angry? And the friend of, of, of mine was like, you know, oh, why don't you try Reiki? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, who, the what? And it's like this energy thing. And I, and I, um, I, I looked it up and uh, I was in Australia. I was in Melbourne, Australia at the time. And I looked up for a session and, um, I was like going to do the session. And then he had, uh, my, my teacher had a, a level one training happening and it happened to be less expensive than going for one session. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I could spend the weekend learning this thing. I'm like, I have no idea why or what to do with it, but it was a moment in time that I connected with energy, mm-hmm. um, like getting the initiation. Like I'd never planned to do any of this work. It was it was very meant for my healing to help me release anger and and I I never I never felt like that. I never I was so connected to the energy. I felt like all these different things and swirls, and that was my that was my like first initiation into like you know, my soul telling me, oh, there's, you know, there is something here that you've been denying for a very, very long time. You have been trying so hard, (laughs) so hard. I tried so hard to not have it. Um, and, uh, and then it was, it was shortly after that, that I, um, did the sort of Southeast Asia, um, part of my trek. So I was, I think it was like nine months or so. And I was very fascinated, um, by the spirituality that was there. Um, I started to be drawn to healers and, um, getting to, you know, I I was just like, okay, I'm open to hearing and seeing and, and listening. Um, and so I really started to, to come into my own. Um, it was, like, I mean, that, that was, that was months of different things. I also was in, you know, during that part, I, I was in India as well. And, you know, that was like sort of my first yoga teacher training aspect that I learned. And then I went to Nepal and, and it was in Nepal that, uh, I had been staying in a, in a Buddhist monastery, um, doing meditations and (laughs) I'd seen, I'd learned like another, I'd, I had seen a spiritual healer. So he, he taught me again. He was like, he was the first one. I was like, I need Reiki too, <laughs> you know, level two, like being like all very North American about it. And he was like, I'm like, he was like, we can call it that if you want, but we're just gonna, we're, we're just gonna like learn and heal. And, and we're just gonna like, I'm just gonna take you in. And so, so that was very much it. And, and I remember, I mean, I remember just being on these travels and there were so many people, um, Tra- some travelers, but but a lot of of locals that were really in awe of of what I had been doing. I had been, you know, as a woman traveling um, for 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 so many years, and and I felt a lot of their you know their pain and sadness of like not being able to, you know, they they just felt sort of limited in what they could achieve in their life and what they were sort of done. And I think that was seeds of of what, of how I was meant to show up for people to support them in, in releasing that. And and I remember being in the foothills of the Himalayas and knowing that I'm like, I need to be a life coach. Like, I'm like, there's like, like, I just knew that that was coming in and, um, story's going to keep going for a little bit longer. Keep going. No, this is Um, beautiful. And, 
so it was, it was shortly after that I had, um, I started, I was over in Europe. So I was in Turkey and at a friend and then I was going to meet my mother in, um, Italy. I hadn't seen her for years. I was so excited because I had, you know, I had found myself, I was expressed. I felt, you know, part of this world, but also part of my inner world. And so many things came together for me and I got very, very sick the moment she showed up. Um, she showed up and I was like, Oh, my side hurts. And then from there, the days just started and I just got very, very ill. Um, which I felt really bad for because she had come here to de-stress and like see me. And I ended up in the hospital and I just traveled to all the countries with all the different infectious diseases and everything. And nobody could, um, nobody could figure it out. Um, but after a week in the hospital, I was at least stable enough to be transported home. So I was brought back to Canada, um, to Nova Scotia, my mom pulling me through the airports in a wheelchair. I was, it was the complete opposite of how I felt. And it was just so heartbreaking. And I felt like my world crashed around me. Um, I spent the next month, I was at home, but I was a, I had lived with an IV in my arm. Uh, they just pumped me full of a lot of hardcore <laughs> medications. And, uh, and I got, it worked cause I got better. Um, and nobody really understood. But what I understand now is, um, you know, I had, I had said I was going to come home, that it was time. And I had a moment where of panic that I was like, oh, maybe there's another way. Maybe I can go for a few more years. Maybe there's something I can do. Mm-hmm. And I really feel it was that time you're with your mother. So you can, you know, mom, what are moms like, except this, this representation of, okay, being held. And it's like, it's time for you to go home because it's time for you to take what you learned mm-hmm. and share that. And, um, you know, I, my mother is amazing and she helped me get a, this is where the, the reality, like the, the actual, so I felt the internal shifts and then the, the actual shifts of, of making it, you know, in my own reality happened when I got a job working, you know, as an assistant and receptionist as a chiropractic office that they were incredible in sharing lifestyle changes from food to, to mindset to, to all these different things. I took a life coaching like course. I did the Canadian version, (laughs) like to get the, um, you know, like yoga certifications and, and all of this. And I, I still didn't know where it was going, but I was very drawn to it and very motivated to, to do that. Um, and still more divine things kept happening. Like there was, there was just so much. Um, yeah, there, there was so much that that continued, and so that sent me on a path of you know for for years of working with the mind and the body. And I was very adamant about wanting. I'm like, like I I I came a Reiki master, and I felt very ver- like versed in the the energetics. Um, but I really wanted to find a way to to anchor that into the body, to have it there. So that's what I really focused on with yoga therapy. And then my daughter was like, fast forward, like all of that takes like, you know, like a decade of stuff, fast forward. And, um, 
and I had my daughter and, you know, motherhood, as you know, changes you so deeply and completely um, that when she was just a baby, there, there was just a, I just kept hearing her soul, like her spirit, just shouting, being like, you like, you know, there's, there's something that you need to do for me. You know, there's something you need to do for me. And uh, I, I happened to meet a woman who became my teacher to help um, support me in this. And I was, ju- I just leaned in and I did some, what she calls the soul therapy work. And that just exploded all the things that I had locked down from that moment, from my father, like, like my father died at some point during the, like, like, like all, like all of these things that I had locked down just were like effervescence, like, and I exploded. I became like the size of the universe to me. Like I, 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 I realized so many things on a, on a like spirit and soul level that that were incredible. And I, you know, I really made sure I focused on sort of embracing those gifts and harnessing those gifts and and working with that um, aspect. And I still didn't want to become an ancestral healer. (laughs) I still, I was still like, I was very like me. And I was like, well, then you're going to make this happen. Like you're going to, you know, like I was like, if this is going to happen, because it wasn't what I pictured in my life. That was not the direction that I felt I should go. And and so after kicking and screaming, I was like, okay, I did this and I I would do it. And I'm like, I don't believe, like, I'm like, I had a hard time believing it. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time believing that I was doing this because I'm like, no, I'm making this up in my head, but yeah. you know, and I would keep getting the feedback of like this. So I kept it, like I did it for, for a few years, but I kept it under wraps. You know, I was like, I only shared it with certain amount of people. I only did a little bit, but I'd lean in, I'd do groups. I'd like try this stuff. And I, and it was, um, I mean, I, I'd been doing it for like for a few years, but it, it was COVID that uh, it that took everything else away that were my distractions. And it was a very clear, like, it's time for you to just to do this now. Like, it's, it's time for you to step up, like step up or like what felt like die, <laughs> you know? And, um, and so I did. And. I have never been more grateful and more honored and more like in gratitude for, for the work that I get to facilitate, for what I get to witness, for who I get to interact with, for the, the miracles that, that just transpire in front of me. It's like, it's mind blowing and it's, it's fun and exciting and and emotional and, and it's, yeah, it's just it's, it's incredible. So I'm so grateful (laughs) that, that, uh, I finally (laughs) listened and, um, yeah. And I've never felt more embodied in who I am, you know, before ever, and it keeps growing. So it's great. Mm, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing so much a part of you from beginning to right now and how non-linear it is (laughs) and how it's really just this perfect blend of um, surrender and, you know, admitting to, 
to really being attached to a certain outcome, but finally letting go and seeing how it really just falls into place by itself yeah. with very little effort. So thank you. As you were sharing, I realized something that I haven't realized quite before. <laughs> I think that happens a lot when we get together. Um, uh, many of our guests on Fimboldened are travelers and a lot of them have come into their awakening or started develop, like that was their first, as you called initiation into their purpose, I guess, or themselves really like discovering who they are. I'm curious from an ancestral healer's perspective, why is it that so many people who go off and travel usually by themselves tend to find themselves in other places? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel it's because they are, you know, for, for me, it was, I got to wake up every day and decide what was it that I wanted to do. And, you know, you may think that you're doing that, but if you're close to home or you're that like, you know, like I'm like, you know, nobody, I had times where I'm like, nobody in the world knows where I am except for me. There's, there was, it was like a, a, you know, like all those energetic ties, all those things, all those like little parts of like, oh, I have to people, please. I need to show up in this way. I, oh, maybe what, what if, you know, this person finds out or, you know, like there's just this, all these different things that are, are, are absent. Um, And so you get to fill them with you. And, you know, layer on top that you are experiencing different cultures and, and new ways of being from other people that, you know, you probably didn't get in your home or town or community uh, in the same way at all. And so you get to expand and realize that, you know, things aren't so small or things aren't exactly the way that you always thought they were. And, Mm -hmm. and so it just like, it's just mind opening and heart opening and energetically freeing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so freeing to, to hit the road with a backpack and and like, just be like, where do I want to go? Where am I called to go? That's it. It's like, you're like, where am I called to go? And that's, and that's how I knew when to move to the next place. That's how I went to new. I was just really in the cycle of me and and it's it's rare to be able to find that type of freedom mm-hmm. um, by doing anything else. I, as you were speaking, I was just living through that, and it's it's interesting because I've, you know, Chris and I went to. I'm much of a traveler, but my awakening didn't happen happen during traveling, um, and I'm so very. This is totally a tangent, but I'm so very sensitive to certain places, the energy of certain places. Um, so for instance, so many people go to Sedona Mm. for an energetic experience and I do not mesh well with Sedona and I don't mesh well with Hawaii. It's the funniest thing. Um, my, my friend actually introduced me to astrogeography, which is going to be helpful when it comes to planning trips in the future. Um, but, but anyways, you know, as, as you were speaking, I felt called to, 
go back to, I've been feeling called back to go to Costa Rica and I've been daydreaming of just working remotely in Costa Rica and as he, you know, running up and down the beach and Chris retiring early, like that's, you know, I, so I'm, I'm feeling that freedom as you're speaking of it. And that was a long drawn out way of telling you how I felt that in my heart as you were speaking, but yes, it's, it's beautiful. There's a, you know, there's a reason and, and, you know, just because you travel doesn't mean that all the things go away, mm-hmm. but they're, when you have space from things, you can digest them more and, and go back. And, and, and I think that's another reason why I had to come back from my travels the way I did. My, uh, one of my teachers, you know, said that anybody could be the monk on the mountain, but it's the monk in the village who can truly find enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's so true. I was literally acting like a monk on the mountain when I was at my most expensive, like, like in the Himalaya, like, you know, there wasn't. And then, and then I, I came back and now it, you know, I, I've always like my family moved different times. Like I've always been on the move and, and that is like how it's expressed, but I have been here and the universe has been like, no, you're going to stay in your city in your tiny little apartment for like so long. <laughs> And you are going to learn what it's like to expand just right where you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so grateful for both experiences. Traveling is the easier one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure it's the easier is. one. But uh, once you have experienced it, yeah, we, it's it's time to ground it into reality. And and that's that's the work that that's the work that I'm I'm facilitating is 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 helping you right now in your life, you know, to move through these things, to, to, to do it with, with so much more ease and like accessibility and, you know, like quickness <laughs> to, to, to have it. Cause it this, this wants to unravel now. Like this, it's all, this is like, it's just like, let's unravel, let's unravel, let's unravel. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the, that, you know, as I like to explain, it's the energy it's your your higher self and your your soul calling for homeostasis. Yes, 100%. And it'll do anything to reach that, whether it's yeah. you actually seeking out assistance, doing it mm-hmm. yourself or ignoring it. The, the shit's going to hit the fan if you <laughs> just ignore yep. it. Right? It'll find a way yep. to go back into balance. Yeah. Uh, Jen, this has been such an amazing conversation. I loved getting to know more about you and your journey to where you are now. I cannot wait to watch you and your continued evolution as you allow life to unfold. If people are feeling really drawn to you and called to you, what ways can they be more in your energy? Um, There's... I mean, there's the like social and the website, the, the best way at the moment, I have some things I'm working on in terms of, oh, please share. of, of things. No, they're, they're not ready to be oh, shared okay. yet. Okay. Um, so right now it's, um, you know, connecting with me, you can reach out and message me, um, or come and come have a session with me, like just book a session and, and it's, uh, it's a really wonderful, magical experience, but you know, and so when you're ready, do it. And, and when you're not, I'm on Instagram and I have a newsletter and, and, and all those, those, all those things, but uh, I like to get to know you. So mm-hmm. like met, like message me as a person. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's like the most beautiful connection. And, and that's the way to, um, 
you know, this is, this is intimate work. Um, it can be, it can feel vulnerable and it's important to, to really trust who you're working with. It's important to be able to, you know, uh, feel like you can allow yourself to receive from them. And, um, and yeah, I, uh, I have a superpower of holding space and <laughs> I really feel like I am love. So uh, let's connect as human beings and that's it. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And I, I can't <clears throat> emphasize any more deeply how I was just telling Jen before we, we hit the record button, how she is the real thing coming from experiences of people who thought they were the real thing, but sort of uh, made the picture a little bit brighter than it really should have been. Uh, Jen is the real thing. And it's very challenging as a sensitive soul to trust somebody in my soul space. Um, and, and there was really no, to be honest, there, there was really no hesitation for that trust. And when I first met you, so, um, highly recommend you being a friend with you, following you on Instagram, booking a session, um, cause it's, it's everything and more. So thank you for being you and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I like, my life is just so much better since we've met. <laughs> it's just so great. It's so great. Uh, I adore you and your work has been such uh, a gift to me too, mm-hmm. so that I can continue to, to show up in the ways that I need to. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's so fun to, sh- to talk. 